Because the Bible says in the last days, people are going to have itching ears. They're not going to want to hear the truth. They will not tolerate sound doctrine. So people will get up and preach doctrines of devils. devils. Joe, immoral communist Biden, is a supporter of transgender surgery, puberty blockers, even for minors, and all at public expense. I'm sick of it. The communism that came in this country and the socialism, the whole Democratic Party, it was weaned in Baptist churches just like this and preachers who said they believed the Bible and lying about it at the same time. Why can't we just believe that God says what he means and means what he says? Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back. Thanks for joining in today. We're excited to be here with you on the Canceled Preacher podcast. And, uh, well, I'll just uh, let you know it's good to be back. I was out of town for a couple of days, went to, took the teens from our church to youth conference in uh, First Baptist Church of Hammond, and uh, that was a great trip, good, uh, good conference. They always put on such a power-packed program, uh, three, well, not even three days, but um, about about two days, two and a half days of uh, preaching and things like that. But uh, we're here back with the Canceled Preacher, and I'll just let you know that um, there was no bonus uh, this past week because uh, our computer went down uh, from a storm. I think it was from a storm, and so we didn't, we didn't, we're, able, we're, we're not able to record the Sunday school lesson. Um, and that's usually where our bonuses come from. We just take that and, and um, cut, you know, uh, edit it down a little bit and then put it up as a bonus. And uh, but we're going to talk about what you talked about on Sunday uh, in Sunday school, and you started a new series. Now we were talking about the King James Bible for several weeks. That, that's what you had been teaching on in um, Sunday school. Yes. And uh, well, now you're on to uh, health. And uh, uh, well, let's. <laughs> well, let me let's just say this. Health. You know, for a lot of people, it's H E L L T H, and uh, because when you talk about health, it's like going through hell. And diets and things of that nature. It's just hard for people to do that. Um, basically, your character is set by the time you are 12, 13 years of age. And it's very, very hard teaching old dog new tricks. But yes, and you know, I'm a believer. I believe what the Bible says. But I got to be honest with you. I fall short in this area. In fact, right here on the table, I'm sipping on a Mountain Dew as we're having this um, time doing our podcast. And so... There is room for growth in every area of our Christian life, and I'll be the first one to tell you that there is a lot of room for growth in this area in my life. So what gives you, what, what makes you think that you need to address health? I mean, most people would say that's not a, a preacher's, a pastor's job or place because you're not a medical professional, you don't have a degree, and, uh, you know, that kind of thing. Well, <laughs> that, that is a very good thing. Let me just say this. Um, that very statement is is a woke statement because the government, they have done a good job at constitutionally and legally silencing any dissent by demanding that you be qualified to speak on certain subjects such as law, um, health care, especially when it comes to, you know, psychology and things of that nature. But before there was a psychologist, there was a Bible. And before there was a medical doctor, um, there was a Bible um, established forever in heaven and given to us. 
And the Bible is the first and foremost psychological book, the first and foremost science book. And so I believe that um, the Bible tells us, you know, doctors, basically, they're breakdown maintenance. After you get sick, you go to the doctor and they just um, they're, they're trained to treat with drugs. But um, so we go to the hospital after we get sick. Uh, people would go to church. They w- it would prevent them from getting sick mm. if they would just do what the, the preacher says like we do what the doctor says after we get sick. If the preacher preaches the whole counsel of God and doesn't bow Absolutely. to the to this woke idea that he's not qualified to speak on it. Absolutely. It's so true, though. They say, well, you're not qualified. And so, well, how do I get qualified? Well, you've got to go get a degree. Well, where do I get a degree? From the government, basically. You basically. Know, the government basically tells you how you can be qualified. And basically the way they do that is strip you of any religious beliefs in that area. Um, you know, all these schools, and, you know, you got to go to an accredited school now to have any clout uh, people uh, want that accreditation so basically the government tells you you can't speak on it unless the government you know gives you the the degree you know and so people surprising that some people can't see through that but it's uh uh it's dissent they're silencing dissent absolutely well you're all right i am not a physician i'm not a medical doctor let's put it this way medical comes from the word medicine I'm not a medicine doctor. I'm not a medicine man. Does mm. that sound familiar, medicine man? Yeah. Um, that is true. I, I will admit that. So that makes you more qualified. Th- th- yeah, I, I would say so, at least as far as preventative, right. you know, sickness. Right. Um, y- you know, it's a funny thing. We, the, uh, a church, a Bible-preaching church, is really a health care ministry. Hospitals and doctors and the whole medical profession is sick care ministry Mm, you see what i'm saying but a christian preacher has an obligation to lay out the spiritual dimensions of health if a pastor is supposed to preach the whole counsel of god and uh, certainly he will not avoid this subject because the bible speaks so much on health care the bible says for example regarding the lord's supper so the bible says Many are sick Mm -hmm. and many have died, okay, because they take of the Lord's Supper unworthily. Now, let me just stop and say right there, what's what the Lord is saying? You need to fear me and you need to be respectful of the pictures and types of Christ, uh, his person and his work. And if you take of the Lord's Supper, you know, in a flippant way, you know, not discerning the Lord's body, as the Bible says, you're going to get sick. Many are sick. Now, I do think the Lord gives a little leeway for maybe young people, you know, talking about children and things. But even still, children ought to be taught, mm-hmm. you know. Um, kids can't get, seem to sit still anywhere, but especially in, in this, the Lord's Supper. Right. Um, but it, that's what it says. And now this is, what, this is what average Joe Christian will say. Well, I just won't partake of the Lord's Supper. Well, then now you become a disobedient. Right. And now there's other Bible verses that say, you know, your disobedience is going to cause your sickness. And uh, and so, what, you know, we'll look at that uh, today as well. I yeah. want to say this. I'm not talking about birth, defect, birth defects. I'm not speaking. Uh, uh, I'm not speaking about disabilities and things. I'm, I'm talking about disease. I'm talking about sickness as a result of disease. And I'm not talking about things such as, um, say, the common cold. Um, a lot of folks would say, well, that's that's not sickness. That's just cleansing, mm-hmm. you know, and you're feeling the side effects of it. I don't really know about that, but uh, I will tell you this. I have been to uh, several uh, Christian law seminars, 
And I've gone to hear David Gibbs several times, a man who I highly respect and admire. We have used CLA many times at our church for um, advice. And I heard him say, he said, now, pastors, you listen to me. I'm just telling you from a legal perspective, I'm telling you, do not ever give any medical advice. And uh, because you, you could very well find yourself in jail. And then he talks about preachers that he is representing right now that are being sued because uh, people took their medical advice about getting off of drugs or starting different drugs or doing one thing or another, going against the medical doctor. And, uh, of course, then people find a quick way to make a, a lot of money, and they do at the expense of the church, suing the church. You're going to answer to God for that. Mm-hmm. Even if a preacher, um, in his, you know, what he was thinking, he was doing the right thing. But, um, I mean, it didn't work out best for, say, Joe Blow Christian. Um, still, uh, the, per- the church is made up of imperfect people, and you should have known that when you started coming. Yep. You know Everybody's got a Bible. They can check it out for check themselves. Check it out for themselves. This idea that the preacher's got a corner on the truth somehow, and, um, you know, you can't, you can't search the Scriptures daily and see if what he's saying is right. Uh, while you're on discla- disclaimers, why don't you give that tra- trauma disclaimer too? Because people, you know, they like you say they worship the white robe gods, you know. And so once you start talking about doctors, boy, they really don't like that. Um, we're not talking about broken leg, car accidents, surgery. Amb- we're not talking about that. We're not That's right. About that. We're talking about uh, well, health, health and wellness, maintenance, breakdown maintenance versus uh, preventative, preventative maintenance. maintenance. And uh, it's this this idea that that. Medical professionals, they, they work in this, this realm of thinking that drugs can heal. That's completely unbiblical. The Bible says, I am the Lord thy God that healeth thee. Yep. I had a preacher one time, several, you know, several, about a year ago. He told me if it weren't for, weren't for the doctor, my wife would be dead. And I'm thinking, well, you're a preacher. I cannot believe I hear you saying that. Mm-hmm. You know? Now, I, I get it that oftentimes you know, we say things that we really don't mean. But if he really meant that... Um, He's calling God a liar. Mm-hmm. Either either the doctor healed him or God healed him, mm. you know. And uh, I know we kind of like to straddle the fence and say, well, the, God used the doctor. Okay, I get that. But if you're telling me the drugs heals, uh, no. Right. No. Any medical doctor worth his salt will tell you he's just treating the symptom. He is not healing the disease, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but let me just say a few things that I said by way of introduction here. The medical doctor is trained to treat in evolutionary science, he's, he's trained in evolutionary sciences, mm-hmm. you know, and so he's going to have an evolutionary approach to, to your health. The preacher is trained in the Word of God, and uh, the medical doctor, he will treat you after you are already sick. The preacher, uh, and I'm talking about the Word of God more specifically, and of course it doesn't have to be a preacher. It could be a parent. It could just be a Sunday school teacher who's teaching the Word of God. Basically, he is he, he, he's going to... He's going to give you spiritual health, but also physical health, because the two kind of overlap. The medical doctor is at the mercy of medical boards. There's no question about that. Oh, I wish you could spend some time there. Yes, and at the mercy of pharmaceutical companies. Yes. I even remember back in high school, I remember the teacher talking about this very thing, you know, current events. I believe it was in the 10th grade, and I remember the room I was sitting in, and it's coming to my mind right now. And he started talking about this thing and talk, talking about lawsuits and civil government and civics and all that. And he was talking about the pharmaceuticals and how they're sued so much because of malpractice. And, well, we see it all the time. If you, you know, a commercial, if you or your loved one has suffered or died as a result of taking this drug, then class action mm-hmm. lawsuit against, right. you know, this drug. And uh, so I remember somebody, I didn't, but somebody raised their hand and said, well, how come they stay in business? I mean, 
Uh, if, it, you know, if they're sued, these millions and millions and millions of dollars, said because when it all comes out, they make so much money over and above that, really, they're only sued 5%. Wow. So it's worth it to them to take the risk, to put something on the market, because they want to make money. And the Bible says the love of money is the root of all evil. Yeah. All evil comes as a result of the love of money. So they're not healthcare driven. They're money driven. Yeah. And if doctors don't toe the line of quote unquote consensus, they're silenced, they're put out of business, they're stripped of their um, their degrees. Just take a look at frontline doctors, you know, and how they have been attacked and silenced and uh, um, put out of business, basically. And if you listen to congressional hearings on that, I've listened to many of them, and they all just, none of them want to answer anything. They just, you know, when they're called into question, how come you silence this doctor? How come you silence that doctor? Stanford doctor, this doctor, that doctor. World-renowned doctors that had an opposing view of the COVID-19 yeah, shot. Yeah, especially during COVID. Yes. And how come you silenced all them? And then they just beat around the bush. They don't answer the question. Mm -hmm. And I, I think it was Matt Gates. I can't remember. He said, I cannot believe that you will not answer this question. Mm -hmm. And they just go back and just read the same line. Yep. You know? Yep. Um, we did what was best according to the information we had at the time, blah, 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 all that nonsense. That, that, that's exactly right. But, again, the medical doctor treats the symptom. And, uh, you know, the Bible preacher, the Word of God, is going to point to Jesus. America is the most medicated nation in the world and as far as healthcare, sick i'm talking about sick obese i'm talking about diabetes man we're about the sickest mm. i mean we're we, we spend more than the next 10 nations combined okay and we are we've got the worst health care of any other industrialized country mm. the more we go to the doctor it seems to me the more we get sick but again i want to say uh, exodus chapter 15 Verse 26, I am the Lord that healeth thee. The Bible says in Psalm 103, verse number three, the Bible says it is God that healeth all, not some, not most, but all thy diseases. But God also says this. This is what he says. He says, if you will, if you will do the right thing and obey me and fear me, I will put none of these diseases on you right. that have come upon all the Egyptians. Mm -hmm. And so really what God is teaching you right here, you get right with me, the disease will go away. Because I will heal, I'll forgive your sin and heal your sickness. Just mm -hmm. the same way with revival, I'll forgive your sin and heal your land. God's working under the same principle right there. The medical yeah. doctor is someone you go to when you're sick. The Bible preacher will show you how to keep from getting sick in the first place. Yeah. Now, for some people that might be having a hard time seeing the overlap of spiritual and physical, um, as far as how can a preacher prevent, you know, help me um, health-wise, uh, well, the the immaterial certainly does affect the physical, um, just just by the fact that something immaterial like a feeling can cause you to cry, it cause physical reaction where you cry, or as many people now know, being worried or stressed can cause health problems. Obviously, those are spiritual in nature. They're spiritual things that are causing physical. Uh, ailments. Yes, uh, and so there is a spiritual overlap. The spiritual and the physical health are completely, you know, completely related, and they affect one another. Yes, and for a very basic and first step understanding is going back to the book of Genesis. I mean, there was no death. There was no sickness. There was no pain. There was no suffering in the Garden of Eden before the fall. And then God says, in the day that you eat thereof, you shall surely die. So there was instant death there that day, obviously spiritual death, and they started to die physically that day. Mm -hmm. Um 
And so the body started to wear down and wear out. Yep. Everything started to change that day. So there is no question that sin has an effect on nature in yes. general. Yep. Um, it also has an effect on uh, the, the human body mm -hmm. and also the soul of man, the psyche of man, the psychology, the mind of a man. Uh, no question about it. Sin has an overwhelming effect on the what you would say the natural or physical world. Yes. Yeah, and uh, the Bible says all of creation groaneth. Uh, that means it's, it's suffering the effects of sin. Yes, and just the one sin. Just the one sin. Now, it's, it's exacerbated now, but, I mean, you think about what the one sin was, and that was, that was what we would say, ah, it's such a white lie kind of a sin. Not a big deal, you know. Um, all they did was just took a bite, you know. It, was, it wasn't even the whole thing. They just took a bite. That's what at least we, we assume. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> and then their eyes were open. And the first thing that they did, they realized that they'd been lied to. Mm -hmm. And uh, they run and sow fig leaves. And so so what did they do? They caused the first death, really. Yes. Um, uh, the fig leaves, when they were plucked from the tree, they died, uh -huh. you know. And, uh, and so at that point, God comes along and says, you know, no, nah, that's not going to work. The only way to cover your shame is with skin. Um, and, of course, the, the, the skin, uh, we would say the robes of righteousness, the spiritual application. Right. But the skins of the lamb right. had to die um, to cover their shame. Absolutely. Here's what the Bible says regarding health. Be not wise in thine own eyes. So we're talking about humility right here. There's a lot of conceited people in the world. Fear the Lord, depart from evil. So there's a dichotomy right there. So those people who are wise in their own eyes, they do not fear the Lord. So it says, be not wise in thine own eyes. And then it follows up by saying, fear the Lord, depart from evil. Mm -hmm. So those that fear the Lord are humble. They're not wise in their own eyes. They don't think that they have all the answers. Um, I was talking to somebody just, I believe it was the other day, just, just yesterday I think it was, and this, this one person had all these problems with their kids and, and um, you know, kids just running off and just living, you know, uh, just not a sinful life, but going in the wrong direction. And I said, I cannot understand how Christians can be saved all these years and just not do anything right and then expect things to turn out right in the end. Mm -hmm. It isn't God's fault. God gave you a book. Say, if you want to be blessed... This is what you got to do. And God is not looking for per per perfection. He's looking for direction. Where is your heart? Mm. And uh, you play stupid games, you're going to win stupid prizes. Bottom line. And if you're going to play with fire, you're going to get burned. If you ignore God or do not fear God, there are lots of consequences. Sickness is one of them. But it goes on to say, if you fear the Lord, it says right here, Proverbs 3, 8, it shall be health to thy navel and marrow to all thy bones. And where's the, the Bible says the life of the flesh is in the blood. Where does blood get its, its strength, its health, its life-giving, its immunity properties? You know, mm -hmm. you know we talk about immunization. Everybody's like an immunization. <laughs> what about fearing the Lord? There's good immunity right there. Because yeah. um, the blood gets all that from the marrow of the bones, Marrow, right? what, you know, the white blood cells, you know. And that, when that was written, no one even under, people didn't really understand how important marrow was. That's you know, right. Didn't even know it. Right. Didn't even know that, you know, inside of your bones is something that's being produced that feeds the blood, you know. Right. It's, it's immunity. Right. You know. And uh, 
Let them talk about the word of God. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart, for they are life unto those that find them and health to all their flesh. Let me just stop and say this. Health to all their flesh. Not just heart health, but health to all their flesh. Mm. Not just pancreatic health, health to all their flesh. And not just their arm, but their leg as well. It says not some, not but all their flesh. That's what God said. If you, let me just ask those that are listening. You believe that or don't you? Mm-hmm. You know? And if you really believed it, you'd live it. Yes. You know? Now, I, now again, there's a growth and grace process. And so you say, well, I'm not living it. Preacher, you're drinking a Mountain Dew right now. Okay? But the thing to do is not, not to somehow justify your actions. Right. Because then you just pass it down to the next generation. Right. You know? And uh, some preachers are afraid to preach on their own sins or their own shortcoming. Not me. We ought to preach the whole counsel of God. You know, it's pretty ridiculous to to try to criticize a message by by pointing out shooting the messenger, pointing out faults in the messenger because there's no perfect messenger. But that doesn't that doesn't uh, uh, excuse you from preaching the the truth anyway, and it doesn't nullify the truth. Right. You know. But that's what people do when they get convicted. Rather than rather than let the truth speak to them. Well, you know, you know better than me, you know, blah, 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 blah. Right. Well, then we're both going to suffer the consequences, mm-hmm. you know. Yep. But the truth is out there for those that want it. Yeah. And God says, if you'll seek me early, you're going to find me. Yep. But, it, but if you are, and here's another thing. We talk about, well, you know, I'm, you know, these people are going to get saved when they're 80. You know, excuse me here. Um, God says, if, if, if you seek me early, you'll find me. And he says, then I call on you and when, early and you will not answer. And now you want to now you want to get saved. Now you want to answer. Now that you're 75 or 80 years of age, you say, "Now, preacher, are you saying that people don't get saved when they're 75 or they're 80? There ain't very many. That's number one. That's mm-hmm. number one. Okay. And then then the second thing is say, well, you know, what about deathbed conversions? Absolutely, I believe in deathbed conversions. And we always point to the thief on the cross as if he were 90 when he was dying on the cross. Mm-hmm. He was probably in his late teens, you know, and. Um, but, but he did get saved. There are deathbed conversions, no right, question right. about it. But the longer you wait, the harder it is, and the harder it's going to be on your body. And so people, they 25 years of age, I mean, here it is. They're, they're, they're living like the devil. And uh, um, sexual health-wise, for example, yep. um, you got a guy that's 60 years of age, and, and uh, I mean, he can't get romantic with his wife anymore. You want to know why? Because now it's all catching up with him. Yeah. You know, yeah, and uh, you got people that they're sixty years of age. I mean, sixty. You should be able to, um, you know, still do a whole lot of things that you could do when you were forty. Maybe mm-hmm. not run as far, but you got people. Boy, I mean, just just <laughs> getting in the car, they get out of breath. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yep. And all of that is a result of a misspent life now catching up with them. Speaking of that, it reminds me of Moses. His natural strength was not abated. That's right. And the yeah. guy, I mean, he died as 120 years of age, mm-hmm. you know. And, uh, God, of course, everybody, you know, a lot of people listening to this. Again, that's why we spent four weeks on the King James Bible, because a lot of people listening to this, is, they're thinking you're straining at gnats, and that doesn't really mean what it means. And, uh, you know, it's real easy for the modern, modern translation believers. They just say, well, all doesn't really mean all, you know, or that's a bad translation, or it's a spiritualization, or it doesn't really mean what it says. But, uh, you know... Again, that's why we, you know, uh, we, we arrive at these conclusions because 
All means all. It shall be held to all your flesh. And that literally means if God meant it to be spiritualized, he would have told us. That's right. Um, but it's not. It's as, as if you listen to a lot of these preachers, you know, it's says, well, God is trying to deceive us. Deceive us yeah. and so you need me to help you to figure out, you know, the message. Or, and usually we say it doesn't mean what it says because we can't understand how it can be true in the literal sense. But right. why, why take that liberty? One of the most important words in the Bible is the word all. Because only God can make an all-inclusive statement because only God knows everything. And so when God says the word of God is held to all your flesh, I don't care what any doctor says, God's word outranks any doctor, any, anybody, no matter how qualified they are, <laughs> and how many degrees they got yeah. from a university that rejects the word of God, hook, line, and sinker. Yes. Yep. Yeah. That's good. So, so yeah. So, anyway, um, there is so much in the Bible, so much in the Bible on health care. And um, it, obviously, God says it because he wants us to be healthy, you know? Mm -hmm. um, in first, uh, third John, John says this. He says, you know, this is my wish. This is my desire. I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health. Mm. God would not have put that in there if he did not want us to be healthy, mm -hmm. you know. Now, that doesn't mean that, um, that doesn't mean, let's just put it this way. Some people are indeed born with birth defects. We have ladies in our church and others that it's not as obvious, but we have two that are obvious, you know, and uh, as a result of, say, accidents or doctor or malpractice, mm -hmm. a lot of that's going to happen. Yep. But I will tell you this. God has given you all you need to do what he has called you to do. Right. Given you all the energy, all the strength, all the life, all the time, all the money that you need to do everything he's called you to do. Yes. And so all these people, for example, we got these uh, people there every once in a while. We got, we got a, a um, policeman in our, in our church, and I was talking to him about this very thing. Now, this, this policeman, he's, um, uh, he's cut out for it. He's a very soft-hearted guy. But he's told me, he says, I've gone to, I've gone to um, the scene of an accident or something like that. And you can see where this guy, you know, uh, I mean, his head's over here and his body's over here. Oh. And he ain't got no problem with that. Now, obviously, that's his calling. Right. You know, um, there's just... Uh, there's, there's just no way that I could do that. Uh, yeah. A lot of guys, you know, cops, they'll say, well, I can't handle this. Well, obviously, you weren't called to it then. Right. You know, paramedics the same way. Man, I don't like the sight of blood. So, I mean, I'm not called to that. Right. But um, God is going to give you everything you need, including the health. But, now, that doesn't mean that some people are not more healthy than others. But that doesn't mean a person has to be unhealthy. You know, you can, some one person can have more strength than others. For example, I know that the... <laughs> equal rights amendment people, you know, are going <laughs> to cringe at this. But the Bible says the woman is the weaker vessel. Mm -hmm. That's all that, that it is what it is. Mm -hmm. So God has not called women to do what it makes. John McEnroe, did you hear what happened with him mm -mm. the other day? So he was being interviewed and talking about, you know, he's a tennis player in the 1970s and 80s. I followed okay. him when I played tennis when I was uh, in high school. And so, you know, Serena Williams, you know, she's a tennis star now. She was like the best yeah, woman, the, right? The, the best woman. And so McEnroe said, yeah, she's the best woman. And then the, the host said, what would you say that for? What are you, woke? What do you hate women? You know, you're a racist, you know. Mm -hmm. And he said, because it's true. You know, you put, you put, um, um, 
you know, what do you say? Five hundredth, you know, rank best ranked man, mm-hmm. and he's going to beat Serena. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and she, she and he did. <laughs> He did because she because Serena Williams is ranked number one or was you know during her her time her prime yes and she played I think it was the I think it was around three hundred the ranked three hundredth or something like that because I yeah. remember hearing that same story uh, it's uh it's just obvious you know just like it, you said it's obvious to anybody except Democrats in yep. the woke world yep. that do not like truth reject the word of God they reject the word of God which is the foundation of all truth so that's what really what they're rejecting yeah that the word of, that there can be uh, truth, objective truth, objective truth. There can be, mm-hmm. and uh, you know how how the ladies soccer, you know. And oh, they lose to some of the some like what was a high school high school kids? teams, high school teams, <laughs> and the, the professionals. I mean, they get blown out by high school teams. The 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 top uh, women's soccer soccer teams in the world. Um, but yes, but anyway, that's just the way it is. God, but but God has, he's not being unfair. He is just saying, okay, here's your calling. Right. And it's giving uh, you what you and women have more power and influence uh, you know uh where God has has called them to do their work. You know, I can't I can't uh, nurse a baby. You know, I don't have that I don't have that ability. Um God has given women that ability to do what he's called them to do and uh, they have they they have the strengths that they need. Right. Women They're not think, physical strength. Right. Women think differently than men. Right. And uh men seem to categorize everything, you know. When we want to think about something, we can take it, you know, as if it's a filing cabinet out of our mind mm-hmm. and then deal with it and then put it back and we're done with it. You know, women, everything kind of overlaps and, you know, and, yeah. and that kind of thing. And I'm not saying that one is better than the other, but they're both complementary. That's exactly right. And they should be. That's exactly right. And if we would recognize that and, uh, you know, marriage could be such a wonderful thing. Mm-hmm. Such a wonderful thing. That's good. But anyway... Why are Christians just as sick as lost people? Because they are. They, they just are. And uh, Christians, have to, first of all, they live to a higher standard. For example, lost people, they're not going to get in trouble when they don't partake of the Lord's Supper or take of the Lord's Supper unworthily. So they kind of get by with that. Whereas Christians, that, that's a problem with us. And uh, here's another thing. This pro-Calvinistic thinking. Uh, you know, this whole idea of, let me just say a few things about that. This whole idea that some people, like, like we were talking about people getting saved when they're older. This whole idea about, well, God has called some people to get saved when they're 60, 70 years. No, they, no he hasn't. No, he hasn't. Um, y- there's no way except a Calvinist is going to tell me that God's will was for you to live for the devil and give glory to sin, you know, and raise your kids to go to hell, you know, and... Uh, and then when you're 60, 65 years of age, you get saved. It is never God's will that anybody gets saved when they're 60. It's always God's will that they get saved in youth and live mm-hmm. their whole life to the glory of God. Mm-hmm. Now, God will save a man at 60, but um, um, he wants them saved when they're early. He wants right. you to remember now your creator in the days of thy youth. Right. I mean, why give God what's left? Why don't you give God what's first, you know, yeah. and, and, um, and, and that kind of a thing. But, but. This whole idea is Proverbs chapter 8 and verse number 17. I love them that love me, and those that seek me early shall find me. What God is saying, you start seeking me when the doctor says you got cancer at 75. You you can't claim that promise. Mm. That promise, Proverbs 1 says, I'm going to laugh when your calamity comes. Right. You know, that's what I was talking to. um, I think it was last Wednesday night. We had a lady in our church. She was... um, a godly lady, her husband just never had time for God, you know, 
And his excuse was he had to work, you know, every Sunday. Of course, it's it, funny how he had to work every Sunday, morning, Sunday night, Wednesday. So I would have said to him, you need to quit your stinking job. Right. He worked for the railroad. Quit your stinking job. It's more important rather than you transport people, you know, say from Washington, Missouri to Independence, Missouri. It's more important that you transfer people from your home, uh, your, your children from your home to your church, mm, you yeah. know. And uh, but uh, so I went over there when he was, you know, I, he's got cancer. And I, I said, but that was his name. But you need to be saved. And uh, well, then he starts telling me he was saved when he was a kid. <laughs> OK. All right. If, if that's the case. But Jesus said, you'll know them by their fruits. Right. And there's going to be a rude awakening one of these days. These people think that they can live in sin and, and God is, God's ignoring it. I don't think so. Yep. The Bible says God, God is ignoring it because you're of your father, the devil. Mm. But um, Calvinist says, well, you know, it's just this way of blaming God. You know, my disease, you know, God put it on me. It's my, it's my thorn in the flesh. By the way, a thorn in the flesh that does not, that does not say disease. Okay, you want to make that case? You know, that, that's what everybody uses that. That's their right, go-to, right. you know, and it's the Calvinistic mindset. Um, but anyway, carnal people. Carnal people is another thing. Let's stop and talk about stress for just a second. Stress is, is destroying America. I was, somebody was telling me, in fact, the same guy that we were talking about, this policeman, and, uh, and he says, you know, your, your job is, you know, as a pastor boy, I'm sure it's just as stressful as uh, as my job i says first of all your job and my job neither one of them should be stressful if you go to work every day and every day you come home with a migraine headache you missed your calling man mm-hmm. yeah you you know you tell me you come home and you 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 kick the dog and bite the wife mm-hmm. you know uh bite her head off and that kind of a thing um because you're stressed out uh you missed your calling well, like a lot you of that, a lot of these preachers boy they here's here's what they say you know well the weight of the world is on me the weight of the ch- they're running 40 <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They're running 40. Well, let me ask you a question, Mr. Preacher. There's a lot of churches with a Sunday school teacher. Man, they, they, they got a Sunday school class more than 40. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, don't give me that. You know? Well, like you say, a lot of times, you know, when you chose your, your profession, you didn't pray about it. You know, you followed the dollar signs. Uh, you, didn't, you, know, you didn't give any spiritual consideration to that. So you know, it wouldn't be surprise me if these people, are, you're not in your car. You're stressed out. You follow right. the money. I heard a preacher tell me one time, a very, very great, successful preacher. Uh, I heard him say in a sermon one time after he took over the church, he says, I, he says this, this is such a weight on me, uh, pastoring this church. He says, I throw up every morning thinking about what I got to go through today. Mm-hmm. I heard him say that. Yep. I, I, you know, if he would have talked about it, he said, you need to get out of the ministry, at least this church, because you are not qualified to pastor it. Yep. You're not going to tell me that God is going to make you sick every day doing the, what he's called you to do. Mm-hmm. There's no way. Yeah. You know. Or you got you got the wrong view of the ministry where, you know, it's it's like, you know, you've got to produce, you've got to uh you run yourself ragged to to make the church grow and not realizing that that's not your job, you know, it's you're a steward, not an owner of Right. And the guy the that church. took it over after him, uh, you talk about a laid back man, uh-huh. you know. And he just <laughs> says, you know, uh, in fact, um I married into um uh my, my daughter married into uh, the, uh, it was a deacon at that church, and uh, was telling me about one of the things that took place there uh, in a deacon's meeting. He says, "Well, should we?" The pastor was meeting with the deacons, or at least a, a board meeting with uh, s- some of the people, maybe some of the leaders, and said, "Well, should we have New- Christmas Eve or New Year's Eve, whatever it was? Should we have it on Tuesday or Wednesday?" I guess because of um, you know just trying to to work things out, you know. And uh, so, a couple guys threw out some 
suggestions, and one guy said, I think we can get more people to come if we do it on this day. And the pastor says, he says, now look, that is not our job to see how many people we can get. Mm. Our job is to minister to the people that God gives us. Amen. Amen to that. Yep. You know, some people are stressed out trying to have big days here and big days there, running fundraisers, you know, overtaxing God's God's will, so to speak. Uh, and then they're stressed out. They're stressed out because they've they've uh, overextended past what God wants them wants them to do. Eighty percent of millennials are stressed out about money. Mm. I can tell you right now, if you got if you got financial stress regularly, I'm not saying there's not going to be stressful days. You know, obviously, you know, when you're fake, you know, in the hospital, that's stressful, you know, and, you know, the car is down. You got to figure out ways to get to work. I'm not saying God does test us, right. but I'm not even Job was tested in even for a time. But I'm talking about a life, just a whole life of, of stress. It's going to kill you. First of all, 80 percent of millennials. I mean, they're just born. <laughs> they're in their 20s, if that, you know, and they're stressed out. They're they're freaking out about like in America, where, where a kid can get a job right down the street right here for $20 an hour. Mm-hmm. Okay, Walmart will charge, you know, $15, $16 an hour. And um, what in the world do they have to be stressed out about? Now, again, I'm not saying that teens don't go through real problems, yeah. you know. But <laughs> what, what about your God, Right. you know? And what about the Word of God? Don't those promises apply to you? Mm-hmm. Everybody's a victim. The woman that thou gavest to be with me. It's all, you know, it's all, it, God, it's your fault because you didn't give me the right woman. You know, mm-hmm. that, that kind of a thing. Blaming God. 45% of college students seek counsel due to stress. You know what? That's probably because 45%, those 45% shouldn't even be in college. Mm-hmm. Because obviously God hasn't given, called you to do, he hasn't given you what you need to do to get through college. Mm-hmm. You say, well, I got to work all this time and I, you know. Um, you know, studying all this stuff. Well, if you quit partying Friday night, Saturday yeah. night, Sunday night, um, yeah, <laughs> they only go to class what three or four hours a day. Yeah, yeah. And then and then you got twenty hours left, you know, and they're stressed out. And most of them are on, on you know some kind of government grants or loans uh-huh. or what kind of a thing. And and you got problems. That's why the majority of them enroll they <laughs> they wash out. And now they have this bill and they don't have a degree to pay you know to show for it. Mm. Um, but anyway. Living in America is certainly hazardous to your health. Now, we're going to close with this, and we're going to have to pick this up next week because this is such an important subject. I like sermons. I want to go to a church where the preacher put the rubber meets the road and the cookies are on the bottom shelf. What can I do? Show me, show me what I can do to, um, you know, you know to, to, uh, how, what's the Bible say about raising your children? Um, practical stuff practical like I can, stuff i can walk out of here and do it do it financial stuff yeah. you know um that that kind of a thing yeah but let me just start off by saying this living in america is hazardous to your health according to the world population review the united states is the unhealthiest unhealthiest country globally because of its high obesity rate and the heart disease diabetes and illness that go along just because of obesity we're just fat that's the problem and I don't just mean a few pounds over. Everybody's on a diet, and diets don't work. Yep. You know, the very fact you're on a diet proves that you weren't on a diet before. Christianity is a lifestyle, and all you have to do is just live the lifestyle, and whatever you do, that's eat, drink, and do it in moderation. You're going to be good. Mm. 
<laughs> I can see people's heads exploding. Yeah, because because here's that. what we want. Here's what we want. We want to we want to eat our burgers. Here's a funny thing. We we get the COVID shot one, COVID shot two, the booster, the booster one, booster two. All the while worried about our health, eating a Big Mac. Yeah, like the guy on a motorcycle with a mask on and no helmet. <laughs> you know, such such a such a, what an absolute <laughs> moron. How do you see it? Yeah, you know, and 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 you know when your eyes you know are open to this, you think. How could, like you were just saying, how could people be so incredibly stupid when Lord Fauci says masks don't work, you know? And then he turns around a little bit later and says masks do work. And everybody runs out and gets a mask. Mm -hmm. Nobody bothers them. And Lord Fauci says, yeah, you need to get. And then one won't work. And then you got to get two. Mm -hmm. And then here it was. You remember Donald Trump? And, uh, you know, we're just 15 days to flatten. We're going to close down the country for 15 days, you know, to flatten the curve. And only essential places, you know, churches got to close, but mm. but um, bars can stay open, marijuana joints and places like that, they can stay open. Mm. And all the while, Nancy Pelosi, boy, she goes into her barber shop, you know, her beauty salon. You know, you're talking about hypocritical. Yep. But that's a whole other subject. But let me just say say this: as of 2019, the United States ranked 36th in the world in terms of life expectancy at birth. We're even behind Slovenia and Costa Rica, Hmm. not to mention Canada, Japan, and all the other rich companies that compare with us. Compared to peers in other rich nations, many Americans do not live to see old age. Since 1980, the United States has consistently had the first or second lowest probability of surviving to age 50. Oh, my goodness. When we compare it to other industrialized Nations. PBS reported that Americans die sooner and experience unhealthier lives than residents in other high income countries, even though the United States spends far more on health care, according to a report released Wednesday by the National Academy of Sciences. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah. And here's what we do. Here's what we do. We're going to run down to the gym. You're wasting your stupid money. <laughs> you know, you're wasting your stupid money. All these people have these gym uh, things. First of all, okay, you want to go to the gym? That That's fine. If you can go to the gym and, and, and not see a bunch of ladies, you know, naked, wiggling yeah. their bodies and yeah. things like that, you know, and all that kind of stuff and the filthy language and ungodly music that goes along with it. But if you can find that, that's fine. But I'm just telling you, you don't have to spend that kind of money. Right. All you got to do is just live right. Mm-hmm. You know, God is saying, health to all thy flesh. That's yep. what God is saying. A lot of these gym memberships are nothing but vanity anyway, and that's unhealthy exercise. They're pumping protein powder. They're taking pre-workout stuff that's just terrible for your health. Also, they can get, um, it's vanity. They want bigger muscles. They want a slimmer body or that kind of thing. It's just straight up vanity. It's not healthy. Absolutely. Absolutely. All you got to do is just, well, <laughs> any doctor will just tell you, just walk. You know, cardiovascular, mm-hmm. you, you know, um, what we what we say, heart health. Mm-hmm. And and I do think that that has its place. Yes. I, I really do. Of of the three areas that God speaks most about health, believe it or not, more than anything else, sanitation, clean, cleanliness, mm-hmm. wash. Yeah. That's in the Bible That's a good. lot, a lot. And secondly is food, mm-hmm. is food. I mean, it's just what it is. God talks about clean and unclean foods and, and the Daniel diet, you know, that kind of a thing, and Ezekiel diets and things. Well, sanitation... Um, would you take that, and I don't mean to get off on a rabbit trail here, but would you take that into um, 
uh, what do they call it, sterilization, like today. Now, sanitizing means, you know, uh, pouring bleach all over everything. Right. right. No, I, you know, I, honestly. That, that's not in the Bible. No, it's not in the Bible. I mean, when they washed, they washed with water, water. over running water. With that, all that was, the bacteria in it and everything. That, that's right. Yeah. That, that's exactly right. This killing germs is, I think it's uh, more harmful to our health than, you know, pouring bleach all over everything, it kills the good and the bad. You need a lot of good bacteria. And and uh, all this all this Clorox stuff uh, kills the good and the bad. But I guess that's I guess years ago. Years ago. Okay, so this comes up every once in a while. So everybody, you know, since we're going to shake hands in church, you got to have these, you know, these little hand uh, sanitizer things, mm-hmm. you know. So you know, so some churches got them everywhere. Yeah. And then one. So I was going to do that. This is years ago. Um, uh, twenty years ago, probably, mm-hmm. and uh, so I was going to do that. I thought, well, that sounds like a good idea. And some lady, she came up to me. She was involved in all this. She said, "You know, you do that. You're killing the good bacteria with the bad bacteria on mm-hmm. your hands. Yeah, you know, just like the good bacteria and bad bacteria in your stomach. You yep. go ahead and take all those antibiotics. Yeah, you're killing the bad, but you're also killing the good as well. Yep. God knows what He's talking about. Why can't we just trust God? Amen. You know, but you're right about that bleach and things like that. Um, it is so extremely. So true. I guess it has its small place. You know, in the Bible, you've mentioned this before. Wine was used as an antiseptic, you know, to kill germs and things like that. Um, but uh, it's certainly not like we do it today, where everyone's running around, you know, bleaching everything, hand, hand sent alcohol all over the place because we want to kill germs. Germs are good. Well, I shouldn't say germs. Well, yeah, bacteria. Bacteria is yeah, you got some that's necessary. Right. Absolutely. And uh, and so from that day, and I got to thinking about it. Uh, this is 20 years ago. Uh, I, I, okay, so I, I hate to say this. I, I hate to say this because people are going to say, well, the preacher, boy, he is, you know, stay away from him. Don't shake his hand because he doesn't, he doesn't always. I, all, all, all you people that are washing your hands all the time with soap, I'm just telling you, for, for 6,000 years minus about 200, nobody ever did that. Mm-hmm. You just started that yeah. because you bought into the medical woke world, mm-hmm. you know. Well, they, they, they would come back and say, well, people were dying from disease all that time too. Okay, well then, okay, so uh, – that okay, and that's a good point. But I go back to well, let's that's right. Let's go back to the Word of let's God. Do what God said. Let's let's see what God said. Yep. Let's go back to the final and only authority in this area. Yep. Now you can go off from there. I get that. You know, I, I, okay, I get that. Um, but I'm just saying, <laughs> there, there was no there was no soap. Yep. Um, it was that, water. Yeah, yeah, it was water. Yep. That, that's right. And so, well, we can go on and on about this. So, so we're going to pick this up next week because this is just really laying the groundwork. Yeah. Well, if anything didn't whet your appetite for what we're talking about, hopefully COVID showed you that if you're going to trust one of the two, the medical world or the Word of God, hopefully you can see through all the, the lies now. After the last couple years of COVID, if you still buy into anything your doctor says, well, you deserve everything that you're going to get. <laughs> you know, he said, well, what about you? What if you, get, what if you get cancer and die next year? It's, again, it is not about me. Mm-hmm. It is not about me. It's about the Word of God. Used to be that Christians believed obeying God was was worth dying for. Yeah, I mean, yeah. if God and so just, what? So what if the world could prolong your life by a hundred years? If you had to sell your soul to the devil to do it, you know, uh, used to be Christians thought dying for to to, to obey God and, and dying for it was a, was a high honor. Not right. anymore. Right, and, and and we are not saying, and I'm not saying, you know, if it comes right down to it, should you not get get a say, for example, heart transplant or something? I, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying. You you got to make your decisions based upon the word of God rather yeah. than just ignoring the word of God, hook, line, and sinker. And really, most of the time, all of these heart conditions and all the it's because what we did was we ignored God all all this time. You know, you don't see very many people that are twenty getting 
heart transplants. Right. You know, how come it's always when they're 60, 65? It's because a sinful life often catches up with them. Yeah. I'm not saying there's not birth defects and problems that are caused by other people. We see that all the time. Right. We're just saying that the Word of God is the bottom line. Whether whether it works, appears to work for me or not or anybody else, we should not compromise the Word of God. Bottom line. That's right. Amen. All right. Well, thanks for joining in today. We'll be talking about this again next week. And uh, we got our computer fixed, so hopefully we'll get a bonus episode of some of this, what he talks about in, about this in uh, Sunday School. Um, but I'll tell you what, if you're not listening to those bonuses, those are those are so good. Um, I, I'm i not in there for a Sunday School lesson. I've been listening to them, and I think they're... Those are the, those are the more, those are the better episodes, uh, in my opinion. But uh, reach out to us if you have any questions or you want to, you know, maybe speak into this. We'd love to hear from you. The canceled preacher at gmail.com. Have a good week.